Welcome back to Snowman Podcast. This is your host, Gordon Van. Today's episode, episode 29. If you haven't listened to the past 28 episodes, uh, you're missing a lot of uh, great interviews with uh, past racing legends and some current racing legends. Uh, Yvonne de Hommel, Jacques Villeneuve, Bob Eastman, uh, the Bender, uh, Tim Bender, uh, uh, the Carpics, uh, Brian Nelson, uh, Jim Dimmerman, and Franz Rosenquist was our last one. Check them out. Go back uh, to the homepage and uh, check them out there. Uh, we're on uh, on iTunes. Uh, just search uh, Snowmobiling Podcast on iTunes. Uh, search on SoundCloud, Snowmobiling Podcast. We're on there too. Um, and Facebook. Just uh, check out the uh, Snowmobiling Podcast Facebook page. So all the interviews are on there. You can check them out there. Today's episode is with Richard Kehoe, uh, promoter of the uh, Toronto Snowmobile and ATV show. Uh, it's coming up at the end of uh, October. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, I'm going to be out there all weekend. Uh, and my uh, co-host today, uh, Phil Moltel from uh, Snowbird Television, um, will be there. Um, so we uh, went up to uh, Richard's uh, office up in uh, Willow Beach, Ontario, and uh, had a sit-down conversation. And he's going to talk to us about uh, the upcoming uh, Snowmobile show. So here it is, Richard Kehoe. show and we're here with Richard Kehoe the uh, show uh, producer organizer um, Rich 28th year it's a big year it's a big year 28 years and uh, we've come a long way from it was 1998 so it was in its 12th year we moved and um, it, it was uh, it was difficult to move I remember I was part of the meetings back then and uh, it was just simply space and manufacturers wanted a cleaner uh, facility. They didn't like, the, like, everyone loved outside, but like the corporate booths, it was difficult for loading in and loading out because there wasn't, like, there was a fairgrounds. There wasn't uh, loading ramps and things like that, docks, stuff like that. That's, it's a very difficult place to put on a show like that. You had to progress and progress through the years. You had to go from one building and then you had to, Two Which buildings, three buildings. And we all love that. Yeah, yeah. It, we all it, have stories of, because we used to put uh, tents up in between yeah. the walkways. We all love the tents. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had tornadoes rip through one year, <laughs> ruined them. We had snow and freezing cold, but that's snowmilling. Snowmilling's fun, and that's what people remember. And it used to take you so long to get around because of all the different buildings. I actually went back there uh, last year to the Martin Fairgrounds, and it's not as big of a place as what we all remember it, it was in the time. Yeah, yeah, I remember all the, all the tents going in between the buildings, and you, all, you also had the outdoor displays too. Uh, we all did. The, all the groomers, and that, that was, was the was fun amazing. part about that uh, that facility was the outside venue. We tried, we looked at, I look back maybe about four years ago about possibly doing a grass drag there but there's a lot of work and I gotta tip my hat to a lot of these guys are doing grass drags and what they have to do to get the clay launch pads and things like it's not as easy as just finding a field out there that's for sure but um, back in the day it worked great 
But we started with less than 40,000 square feet of uh, buildings, boost space, and now we're over 500,000 now with all of ours, with all, everything when you combine it. What, what, what do you enjoy the, the, the success to, to the Toronto Snowmobile Show or Markham Show? I mean, it, it's, it's grown so big. You got to stay true to your roots, we find. And, and we've done a, we've really, we're snowmobilers, just like you guys. We all love snowmobiling. We're all in this fraternity and it's, it's instantly, you're instantly cool. You own a snowmobile, you're a cool guy now. And it's just like motorcycle, you want motorcycle, you're, you just join a great fraternity. And we wanted to make it like a, a great meeting place. So snowmobilers can meet snowmobilers and it's also an ATV show. So these two groups can meet together and you can see everything you want. You can buy, purchase things discounted everything's always a show deal right so you can buy discounted uh, wares you can buy your trail pass permits it's basically everything a guy wants for snowmobiling we have the great vintage section there we also do a lot of uh, custom custom areas where guys have thrown in a lot of money in their snowmobile or their atv you know there's some there that are sixty seventy thousand dollars anyhow you can see all this stuff at one place one time and phil you'd be glad to know we're bringing in a groomer this year Oh, excellent, excellent. I'm, I, I know where I'll be hanging out all weekend. <laughs> Has it got a coffee holder? Cause it, I I'm not sure. But we've, we've expanded also at the show, I should say, that uh, it's all aspects of snowmobiling and ATVing, right? So you've got your groomers, you have your clubs, you have, you know, like Royal Stribbings there, factory recreation with all their stuff. Um, we even have the used section that we introduced a few years ago, which we were a little nervous about introducing at a trade show, like the... The snowmobile, the just because we built it up to be so like you know with all the aisle carpet, bringing in used snowmobiles may not be the right direction. Uh, we talked to some of the manufacturers, snowmobile manufacturers, and I was shocked. They were really excited about it because not every and it's true, and they were right on the money, and we felt the same way. Not everyone can afford a brand new snowmobile. A lot of people, and a lot of people have to sell their their snowmobile to buy a new snowmobile. So they thought it was a great way to introduce new people and for people to do upgrades and it's a great place to do it right at the show and they can do everything else too that's interesting you say that because the brand new sleds are there the used sleds are there but one of my favorites the vintage guys <laughs> when the vintage guys and gals show up there's always something they haven't seen before or just that sled that nobody knew still existed what's it like when you see them unloading those things you know it's always exciting phil i, I Personally, I love vintage, and you do too. I mean, my shirt says "Runs on Spray." You know, um, vintage snowmobiles are—it's where it all began. And for us, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree too, Gord, is that you look for the snowmobile that when you were a kid that you had, that you grew up on. And I've toured three museums so far this uh, this fall, and uh, exciting. It's exciting when you go in there because I'm picking out like old old snow twisters, you know. I'm picking out like sleds that my neighbors used to have when I was a kid, and it's it's exciting. It's always fun to look back at stuff. The one thing about vintage is the, the flaw that your sled had in 1981. You'll see a sled that you've got the same crack. You got to get that thing fixed. <laughs> I, I, I hit the same tree with mine. <laughs> one thing I can ask you about is the timing of the show. It's always interesting walking down the hall. It seems every weekend it starts snowing somewhere up north and everybody gets excited because the buzz goes through the building. It's snowing in Cochrane or it's snowing in Timmins. Yeah, and it's very true. It's, it's a, again, weather plays a, plays a huge part in what we love, right, in snowmobiling. Um, but the excitement does happen. As soon as that first flight comes down, it's, uh, people are talking. Yeah, it's usually the first conversation. Uh, we walk around the, uh, the booths. It's always the first conversation you have is, is about the weather and, and you know, the upcoming weather and uh, you know, how good or bad the season was prior and kind of knowing us. So it's a, it's a great place to meet people. You know, you, you, we're, we're out snowmobiling all year and we don't get to see 
like 90% of these people. That's true. And it, it is one time of the year where you can actually meet all the, the company owners, every, all the other snowmobilers that, that, that come yep. to the show. It's, you know, you, you meet so many people at the, at the, at the show. It's, it's nice. I, I enjoy going there to, to meet people. And, and to and, and to visit to catch up to catch up with little catch friends that you don't see over the summer absolutely I, I find that actually really helpful is as, as much as we're all in you know in an online world now it's nice to go there and actually meet to people <laughs> from a club you think that I've never ridden in your area and actually talk to them and then go over the trails and say here or a resort that's there and say I want to stay there and actually talk to them as opposed to going online you have that that element of I now I've met you in person and I've seen everything. It's a it's a it's an interesting still talking to people in in face to face. And do you see that? Oh, I think it's a great opportunity just to get out and see people. As you say, it's, there's nothing like having a face to face contact, and that's why there's like there's so many exhibitors there and there's the attendees come from all over the place. It's just you know it's it's exactly like where the people come there to meet each other and to reconnect and uh, hopefully they uh, plan their trips there too. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, the, the details of the show. October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Um, what other details? Um, uh, free parking. Uh, so, yep, free parking. Um, and uh, what, what about uh, admission? Uh, admission the... is uh, $18 at the door or uh, $15 uh, with a coupon. And where can people get a coupon? They can get it at their local dealership, uh, resorts, a lot of resorts have in Ontario, and also online at uh, TorontoSnowmobileTVShow.com. Perfect. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, the, the booths, the, the manufacturer booths. What, what have you got? Well, all the manufacturers are present this year. We've got everything from Articat, uh, Can-Am and Skidoo, Yamaha, Polaris, uh, there's Kawasaki, Honda has their huge corporate booth there. They've got 7,000 square foot booth there. Um, we also have Kubota, Canada's coming this year, which is exciting. But uh, there's a lot of the manufacturers are doing um, some fun things. Kubota's doing, uh, they're helping show attendees. They're picking people up in the parking lot, bringing them right to the Hall 1 entrance or Hall 3 entrance so they don't have to walk as far. And on the way back to get somebody else, there's um, there's going to be like a bus stop, a Kubota stop, and they can take you back to your car. In case oh, they're, you doing, they're doing this right on their Kubotas. Yep, there's nice. going to be six Kubotas running around. Wow, that's great, fantastic. Um, okay, um, live shows. Yep. What do you got for live shows? We got a bunch this year. Uh, you can uh, test drive. Well, live shows. Sorry, you want to talk about the freestyle? I bet. Yeah, freestyle. We've got uh, Heath Frisbee's coming back, and Heath. I don't know if you guys remember Heath. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. Had, he's been at the show since the 16th annual. What model so, sled is he on now? He's on Skidoo. He's been around for 12 years, which <laughs> dates him a little bit, but he came when he was 15 years old with his father. And uh, I just I remember him as that 15-year-old kid. But, the braces uh, on, I think. Now he's X-game champion, first guy to front flip a snowmobile. Um, actually, I was talking to him yesterday. He's excited to come back to Toronto again this year here, and uh, he said he's got some new tricks for us. So that'll be cool. And we also have a new guy, um, a new ATV gentleman. His name is Cody uh, Elkins. He didn't sound very familiar to me, I'll be honest with you. But Cody, have you guys heard of him? No, I haven't heard of him. Uh, he, he has, uh, he's quite the guy. He's, he's been on everything from Nitro Circus to MTV, Fox Sports, Fox News, Good Morning America. He's got tons of uh, world Guinness uh, world records, I guess you call them, for longest moving quad jump. And he's the first person ever to jump over a flying airplane. Ooh, okay. So he's, he's going to do that at Toronto International Airport then? Well, I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be impressive to watch, that's for sure. Nice. So it'll be exciting. And then we've got the live racing too. 
Uh, talk about the freestylers. They're an exciting crowd. I mean, even when they're not jumping, when they're mingling with people, what a, what a fun bunch of what a fun bunch. They're uh, they're wild. They're wild. They're a different bunch, that's for sure. I mean, to think that you're going to backflip a snowmobile or an ATV, or we've had dirt bikes there too, motocross bikes. But we've had a we've had a quite a mixed bag over the years since we started uh, doing the freestyle event in two thousand three. So when we started doing that, we had the best of the best in, in their time. Uh, coming up like Parsons, Seth Ensler, Parsons, Parsons. Uh, there's been a lot of guys there's been a lot of guys there but you know if you've never seen a backflip and I know we all have here but the first, first time I saw a backflip was over 10 years ago now uh, in person and that was uh, Heath Frisbee he was warming up and he wasn't supposed to backflip and he just thought to himself now's the time and he did his, his first backflip off a ramp and I have never heard such a like the, when the the snowmobile when it goes upside down and he's got a like just a handful of that throttle like wide open you know what he's doing it's terrifying <laughs> it's terrifying because i thought i've never seen a backflip live and i didn't know he's supposed to he's just practicing i thought that's it he's hurt himself you know this is going to end very very badly however he landed it and it all was good and i asked him not to do it again i wasn't ready for it it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're talking about the history of the how long this has gone on it's, it's interesting talking to some people like uh, Peter and Tina Duncanson and other people I've known over, over decades now. You see them every year. And it's, a, it's a reunion there. But you also see generations. You'll see them standing and realize that's their kid now. <laughs> the kid that used to be in a stroller like so many of ours, they're growing up within the booths. Or, and it's, it's, it must be something to see generations or people who every year you see those people. You know, it's, uh, we were just talking about it here in the office the other day because um, we do the, the Dayco 120 race. And it's been going on also since 2003. But to watch some of these kids that have started racing these little mini snowmobiles like Ben Holmes, the whole, the whole Holmes family, the Barnetts, you know, the Chacos, uh, we watched them when they were, they could they're barely, they're, yeah, they're just these tiny little guys running around the track and now they're racing pro. Like it's like they're in the CSRA pro class and you just kind of shake your head and you feel a little older and, uh, you know, walk the other way, I guess. <laughs> well, the hard part for me is watching 12 year olds out jump me on a track. That's, that's the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, in, industry celebrities uh, from from the industry, um, the snowmobile and, and ATV um, personalities. Who do you got? Well, the biggest one we got sitting right at this table. Okay, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Phil's on TV. <laughs> He'll be signing autographs all day long. <laughs> and, and I'll be there all weekend. All weekend. Yeah, signing autographs. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different race teams that are going to be there. A lot of racers this year, of course, and. Uh, they're going to be uh, happy to see everybody. And there's, of course, there's a people from the manufacturers, all different levels there. So it's always good to see that. I'm sure uh, Rockstar's going to be there. Andre's going to be there with his girls and his team. And Rockstar's going to yeah. be there. Um, the, the girls, the ladies will be there for sure. Um, they're actually going to be in the CSRA booth this year. Okay. So they're all going to be there. And then Bailey Motorsports is there, of course. And uh, there's a few race teams this year. There's a few race teams. But we have a lot of racing. There's, again, this show is a, such a... We're trying to make this as complete a snowmobile show as possible so we have like watercross racers there we have the mbssr there wrong season racing their pavement drag racing there's all these different areas of racing it's not just um snow cross it's not just drag racing you know we have guys that are running watercross and then you have the uh, eastern pro tour is going to be there as well so there's a lot of if you're into racing there's a lot of different areas. There's like there's some crazy stuff this year that's going to be there in the custom booth too. There's a lot of uh, interesting racers there too. So um, and also the, there's opportunities for people to plan trips. Um, all the clubs are going to be there. 
from Ontario, but you also, you also bring in a lot of American clubs too, and, yep. and, and Quebec, and all provinces. There is probably, there's almost 20,000 square feet of tourism this year. So if you do the math, there's over, there's about 140 some odd booths, almost 150 booths dedicated to tourism. And that's from Quebec. We have some New Brunswick this year. We have uh, out west. We have uh, Western Canada, Western United States. Ontario is huge, as we all know. Um, it's going to be an exciting time. So it is a place to uh, grab your uh, pamphlets, your maps, your Everything. hotel. I believe you know, Ontario tourism operators, we have uh, 60 so far right now. We have 60 uh, like tourism operators there this year, which is great. It's a record year for Ontario tourism, yeah. that's for sure. Great opportunity to plan any trips. I remember looking back, there was a, a, a tra- one, one big transition in the show was not just the move from Markham to Toronto, but also when it become, became a selling show. Mm. And I remember looking out and I couldn't believe the armful of stuff that people were walking out to the vehicles. Or they could use the Kubotas back then. Because <laughs> oh, they could have. And people were buying things like tracks and all that. There you saw, I used to see a ton of tracks going out the door back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people used to carry them like a 2-4 yeah. on their shoulder walking out. But you're right, the transition, you know, it's, um, it brings back a lot of memories just talking about Markham. I remember if it rained, we used to have, we used to have, have tow trucks on staff yeah. pulling people out. Out of, out of the field. Out of the field there. And people, <laughs> and you know, snowmobiles are a tough breed. No one's ever really upset. No. You know? No. Today, I think if you went back to the Markham Fairgrounds and someone got stuck up to their axles in their car or truck, they'd be upset, though. Oh, they would be all over the web. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're accustomed. That's the thing with Toronto, the International Centre, is it's all paved, right? But, um, yeah, no, it was exciting times. When I went to a retail show, the rule, like, because the, the idea back then was um, they didn't want a retail show because they wanted you to go back home to your local dealer and your local outlet. And we all know people at shows, the first thing you want to do, you just get in that, that crazy buying frenzy mode where, you know, it's one-stop shopping. It's all there under one roof. You can do everything for the year. To you don't want to look at something and then go home. No. You, 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 want, it, you want it there and then. What, what, I, what I like is the is, is the the two buddies who'll be at the used parts guy looking at that six fifty triple and trying to figure out how they're going to buy it and now get it all the way back to their vehicle. Yeah, the Kubota. Kubota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, there's a, we do have a lot of guys selling used parts now. It's a whole other area of the show. We have uh, I think we have about ten exhibitors now that sell used parts, which is great for your six fifty triple. Well, and that brings up an interesting point as well. Is that that market for the people who want to get into sledding and we always think there's really old vintage or new but there's so many people riding those 90s and 2000 sleds and they can come down here and pick up the trailing armor hood they want and if the people don't have it there they've probably got it in their warehouse and they'll ship it to you so just ask ask the guys there at the counter and they've got it it's amazing i live in uh willow beach which is by sutton keswick ontario and i like Outside the office here, all day long, you'll see all those 90 sleds going by. You wonder where they all are in early 2000 sleds? They're all on Lake Simcoe. It's, it's, it's exciting to see. <laughs> and you know what I see a lot of? It's the kids are driving those sleds. Those, they're just getting into the sport. Yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. Which is great. Which is great to see. That's good to see, too, because I got a lot of Bardol oil I got to sell to somebody. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you the, mentioned, you the big red I'm keeping. The big red I'm keeping. The Bardol's for sale. You mentioned uh, Kubota. Any other uh, um, manufacturers got any test drives or opportunities yeah. to... Well, this year here, uh, uh, Honda is doing a huge push on their new Pioneer 1000. Um, actually, on Friday, the first 75 people that visit their booth, they're giving, they have a big prize pack for them waiting there. So that'll be exciting. Honda also has a junior Red Rider program, so kids can come on down and they can uh, 
learn everything there is to a, be a, like a, a motocross bike, how to operate it safely. So that's always exciting. They get dressed right in the show, right in a trailer right there. Out they go to the test track. Perfect. Um, okay, so um, what are the times for the show? Times are 1 to 9 on Friday, 10 to 7 on uh, Saturday, and uh, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Okay, so who are your uh, some of your sponsors and, uh, and uh, contributors? <laughs> uh, well, of course, we've got the Royal Distributing Superstore, which we have, we've all visited. They've got everything in there and more. Uh, we have uh, Polaris, Can-Am, Skidoo, Yamaha. We have Articat's going to be there, Honda, Kawasaki, uh, John Deere, Suzuki, Kubota, uh, Nordica, Rockstar Energy, uh, Amsoil, Swabies, and uh, Ram Trucks. We have Daco, CF Moto, VP Racing Fuels, Ultimax. I feel like I'm reading a list here. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's our sponsors of the show. So, yeah. of course, and then we have uh, OSS. It's presented by OSM and ATV World Magazines. Perfect. Uh, one group I'm always glad to see there every year is the, is the folks from Kelly Shires. They are there, the ladies with the pink carpet. That's something we do at the show, too, is we always make sure that there's a long stretch of pink car aisle carpet leading right to their booth so you won't miss them. But we have a lot of other, um, there's a, lot, a few other groups. There's Ride for Dad there and the Prostate Ride. So we're really happy to see them. We put blue carpeting around their booths. Okay, I think we're, I think we're good. Um, Richard, I appreciate uh, you uh, talking about the show. I look forward to coming down. Phil, you'll be down there all three days, and uh, it's going to be fun. I, I enjoy seeing the show every year. Rich, thanks a lot for having hey, us in and talking about it. Thanks for coming up. Appreciate it. Thank you.